Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Yeah. Alright. So we're starting off with you opening Skittles and Alex drinking a... Oh no, what is that? Maltesers. Diet Coke. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm so jealous you have a Diet Coke. Guys, I came sprinting here from the shop. I've had a very busy morning. I smashed a little bit of lunch at one point. But my sister sent me these snacks in the mail, these Maltesers, which I absolutely love. Can you ask her next time to send something crinklier? Do you want to know what, that's not crinkly enough. Do you want to know what's um, get some chips. How, how little sympathy I have for you, James? I have eaten nothing but a bowl of cereal today. But is that your choice? Have you had time to eat other stuff or did you just? No. What have you had on today, Alex? Tell us about your day. No, I don't want to. I'm just telling you, like, oh, okay, oh. you had a sandwich. Great. It's going to be another one of these weeks, James. Look, look. Alex like, is in just, a mood. No, it's just it's 3.30, and you think, like, the world's ending because you only had a sandwich today. No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> I, I wish I had a sandwich. I had a cup of soup, which isn't even a meal. Soup's, that is soup's true. an appetizer soup, at best. Soup it's is just a, waste a hot of beverage. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't Kelly, like hot beverages. Yeah, Kelly, we covered Kelly, this. Kelly the other day, not the other day, but a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> she she like made soup from scratch, and like mm. that's quite an effort, and like quite, yeah, you know, quite it's an not easy. Quite an accomplishment, and she served it for dinner, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" this yeah, is, best case scenario, this. you just have vegetable flavored water, right? Like even a good soup, yeah, is not <laughs> like. Like the only soups that have real flavor are ones that are like made of heavy cream and are like 8,000 calories and terrible for you. And even then, you still want a meal afterwards. It's just an appetizer. <laughs> I feel like we should, uh, you know, take this moment to introduce you yourselves. Oh, yeah. To, you Hello know, and welcome out. to another episode of <laughs> Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Man, we're a full two minutes into the show before we even got to the opening line. Uh, I'm James. That's Alex. Tim's here. Thanks for stopping by, guys. I mean, you know what? I know I'm saying this while eating a Malteser, but we don't thank you guys enough for listening and for tuning in every week. I really do appreciate it. And I know that some of you are actually listening because we hear stuff on Twitter, like see stuff on Twitter, and people make comments and say things. Like, people are actually listening, which is surprising and cool. The look on Alex's face is true shock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we got we got that nice email from Mark Gillespie explaining why they have bag milk but not bag juice. Nice right. Shelf life and acidity. The acidity of the juice, yeah, because we did discuss that. So we know at least one person's listening. Yeah, well, it's uh, that goes a long way. Guys, these Maltesers are fire. Thank you, Rebecca, <laughs> for sending them. Um, so uh, it's another beautiful sunny day here in Indianapolis. Uh, what's happening in California, Tim? I mean, I'm having a better day than Alex, I think. I just can't get out. He just, you look miserable today, Alex. No, nah, it's all right. 
No, I'm fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm totally. That's kind of offensive, Tim. Like I've had a, I've had a very productive day. I've, I've gotten into spackling, which is quite. Uh, it's a, it's a skill. Like you got. What are you spackling? Stuff. <laughs> How did just you anything? just make spackling sound suspicious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just spackling, you know, there was, there was a period of time and I had an electrician over, um, uh, last week and, um, he cut a bunch of holes in my walls and then I had cut a bunch of holes in my walls a couple months ago and I'm just filling those holes and spackling them and repainting them. And it's, it's interesting, you know, it is a talent. I've gotten on a lot of forums. Um, Mm -hmm. the one thing that is difficult is, um, you know, I, I got through the whole process and then I was like, oh, I'm going to sand it. Well, then I sanded it too much. So then I had to respackle it. You had to respackle. Yeah. 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 I'll get you. <laughs> Every I'll time. You. <laughs> Anyways, it's been, it's been good. It's been a, it's been a nice lesson. I feel like as an almost 30 year old man, I should know how to spackle a wall. That's a, that's a good life skill to have. It is not one I have, but I admire the fact that you've made the effort to do it. I actually recently ripped a hand towel rack off of my wall in, in the bathroom. So if you want to bring your spackling kit over here, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll do that when I bring my pool equipment over once you open your pool so I can fix the pool. <laughs> I, this actually reminds me of, uh, I don't know when this was, a couple of years ago, Alex came out to LA and he was like, hey, so, you know, let's let's go out, let's grab dinner, let's grab a couple of drinks. I was like, yeah, yeah, just swing by my apartment first. He goes, no, no, let's just, let's, let's meet up. Like, no, 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 really just, just swing by my apartment first. So finally he gets there. He goes, okay, what, what the hell's up? Why are we meeting here first? And I was like, well, I actually need help constructing my daughter's bed. And he was like, I was like, and I felt like you would enjoy that. Like it would be grown up Legos. And Alex looked at me pretty upset for a minute. He goes, yeah, actually that does sound pretty fun. So we just spent the night building a bed. See, I feel like if you had just told him that he still would have come <laughs> by and built the bed. Yeah. But I had, then I run the risk of him not doing it. And I needed that bed built. Well, I mean, the bed would have been built yeah. 30 minutes faster had Tim not put things on backwards. I maintain that, <laughs> that I did it doesn't not matter make what you fix. It doesn't matter what you say. If you open with <laughs> I maintain, we're just not going to believe you. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So we got a couple things to talk about today. I mean, Alex, do you have anything you want to talk about with Sebring or we want to just skip oh. through that? Nope. It no, it was it was it was a yeah, it was a twelve hour race that happened. So yeah, you know, um, it sure did again next year. God willing, um, can we talk about? We don't have to focus on you know what happened to you guys. Can we can we talk about the car that won? Um, our IndyCar colleague Sebastian Bourdais, one of the pilots of that one, was that car not like broadsided and spun out sideways on the exit of turn one at one point during the race after like some pretty significant contact? Sure was. And then did that car not lose its rear wing with 20 minutes to go? Or part of one element of the rear wing? Sure did. And he won. Yep. Sounds neat. All right. Well, congrats to those guys on overcoming the odds and uh, spectacular triumph in the Sebring 12 hour. That's uh, it's quite a sports quite car a story. racing is neat. Well, it just proves, kids, yeah. if you're listening. God, I hope we don't have a lot of kids that are listening. But if there are, uh, don't don't give up. Never give up because you never know what can happen 
It ain't over until the fat lady sings or whatever that saying is. Why Why did you not want kids to listen for I that I see part? Hazel in the background. No, no, no. I'm saying I, I hope we – I do want kids to listen for that part. I don't think we should have kids listening to the show in general, except Hazel, of course, who is an important part of the show. Um, Alex, how's your flying going? Are you like a pilot yet? Um, well, James, no, I'm not. Um, as I've explained before on this podcast, it, uh, this time of year in Indiana is kind of hard to get hours because of the intermittent weather. Um, but everything is done, um, except for a couple hours left and I have to do some night flying. So, oh, yeah. So you have to have three hours of night flying. And that's really my kind of like last thing. So I do my first uh, hour and a half on Monday and then my second hour and a half, some point, hopefully shortly thereafter that weather and schedule permitting. Um, we have a Texas test dumped into the middle of next week. And then I will schedule my FAA test to hopefully get it done before Barber so that I can cross that off the list before the first race of the year. Very neat. You can say you accomplished something this offseason, a very significant something, not even just like learning how to juggle, which I still can't do. Um, so have Again, you flown at night? Easier, it seemed easier than flying a guitar or playing a guitar. <laughs> That's weird. I feel like there's a lot of people that would disagree with that, but okay. No, no. Um, have you flown at night like with an instructor or do they just, well, is your no, first night flight just throw you up there at night? No. So, so that's the thing. It's, it's three hours with an instructor at night. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. Copy. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Like, do you do anything different or is it just because. No, they can't... just want you to, because you're not prohibited from flying at night. Once you have your pilot's license, as long as yeah. it's you know, still VFR conditions, they just want you to be exposed to, you know, it's different and the lights are distracting and um I'll make sure you don't get disoriented right and it's not a big deal just fly as you usually would and rely on your instruments and everything is fine so that's all well i look forward to you doing that and it going smoothly and successfully and then i, I, I just say, look i just look forward to you coming for the first time <laughs> and so to see how you handle it that's 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 I guess my my thing is There's trying to decide. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> what I <laughs> James learning I, English for the first time. I will I will fly with you. I I am I am happy to do that. I'm comfortable to do that. I just I wonder how many flights after you get your license that you do just with people or on your own or whatever before I'm going to just throw my name in the hat and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll tag along this time. And you know, I'm flying by myself like exclusively now. No, like, I, I, I'm aware. Different locations. Okay. So pretty much my very first flight that I have my license, I'm going to start taking people. Right. Yes. No, no, that's fine. I just don't know if I'm going to be one of those people. <laughs> Why? It's like the kid, like the 16-year-old kid that gets his driver's license. He's like picks up his buddy and then it all ends poorly. First of all, there's no, well, I was going to say there's no trees to hit. But <laughs> there are. That, we know that's not true. <laughs> there's less things to hit in the air. In, once you're in the air, yeah. You got to get up there, though. So you're concerned about taking off. Is takeoff your, like, is that your fear? No, I I don't know. I mean, actually, that, that's takeoff's not my. Because like, I don't th- think that that is that is. It's actually a misconception that landings are the most dangerous. Takeoffs are one hundred percent. 
most takers. Yeah, you definitely hear of more plane crashes that happen like at or shortly after takeoff, like mm. still during ascent. I would I would sure. assume that. My my scariest single moment in a flying machine was on a takeoff um, in an ultralight strap next to Mario Andretti up at his lake house in Pennsylvania, because the end of that runway, um, and by runway I mean the front lawn field, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, is like 90 foot tall, like pine trees or something. And so you're literally accelerating into this wall and you need to clear 90 feet before you get there. And so it's like pretty, Mm. you got to take off pretty quick to get up to that. And I'm pretty sure I felt some needles, pine needles tickling my feet through the bottom of the open air little flying vessel that was a nerve-wracking moment, but after that, it was pretty good. So you do that, but you wouldn't take off in an actual airplane at an actual, like, executive airport. So, so true story, I didn't want to do that. This is actually, I, all right, so mm. I, I was going up to um, Mario's cabin for the first time, and I was driving up there with Marco, and he told me, he was warned me. He was like, oh, yeah, Mario just loves getting all the toys out day one. Like, he just wants you to see everything and show you everything. I'm like, okay, cool. And he goes, are you going to go up in the ultralight? And I said, honestly, man, no. Like, I, I don't need to do that. It's cool. Like, it's that's not really my thing. It's not really, I'm not super comfortable with that, whatever, whatever. And he's like, okay, I understand. That's fine. And so we get there and day one and he gets out all the toys and we're on, you know, there's the dirt bikes and the sea-doos and like motorized wake or like surfboards and like all this crazy stuff that doesn't even exist anymore. But Mario's got, it's just like the coolest place. And it's like 4.30 in the afternoon. Everyone's kind of winding down for the day. Marco and I were walking back to our cabin and Mario rocks up with his golf cart. And he goes, hey, Hinch. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, Mario? He's like, you want to go for a ride in the ultralight? And I was like, yeah, sure. He goes, okay, meet me in the bar in 10 minutes. And then, and he drives off and I turn around and Marco's just standing there shaking his head like, man, you really stood up for yourself on that one, bro. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to say no to Mario. And so I, I got, uh, yeah, I got kind of duped into it, but it was fine. I, I did is a say strong no. word. I Duke did say no to Mario on that one. I, I definitely said no. Yeah. Cause I, my logic was like two, twofold. Mario is very good driver i do not know mario's pilot expertise and two if anything went wrong like if you were in that accident it would be racing legend mario andretti and indycar driver james hinchcliffe crash right if i was it's racing legend mario andretti and passenger right (laughs) and i don't want to go out with that not even not even not even friend or maybe just other it would be (laughs) mario andretti uh, and other it wouldn't even be in the title. It'd just be Mario Andretti has this horrible accident. Yeah, and then there'd be a little at asterisk bottom. at the bottom yeah. of the picture. Some asshole. We, yeah. we, think someone, <laughs> we think someone else was in the ultralight, but we're not actually sure. There were more bones than Mario would have had. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, I, I went up there and I'm glad I did it. So I can say that I've been in an ultralight. Um, but, and, and you know what's funny is he used the same sales pitch that you do with the plane and the parachute. He's like, ultralights are actually safer than planes because they got a parachute. And I was like, I buy that. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense to me. (laughs) Well, I will will call you as as, as soon as I'm able. What do you think they would do if you brought a parachute onto a commercial flight? Like if you brought it onto your carry-on? That's a great question. They'd probably be like, (laughs) 
Smart. <laughs> this guy thinks ahead. <laughs> this guy definitely has a basement full of bottled water and canned goods. <laughs> we should try it. I mean, Tim, we've walked onto a flight with a flat screen and an N64 once. So That's true. A parachute. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they'd either think you're very prepared or they just wouldn't let you on the plane. How can they deny you get on the plane, though? Well, they here's where they wouldn't let you sit, in the emergency exit row. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, no, sir, you are going to sit in 1A, where we can keep a very close eye on you. <laughs> sir, are you willing and able to open this the emergency hatch? Sure in case am, of emergency? can't wait. And yeah, eager. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> I've been waiting for this call. <laughs> I did put my, uh, when I was carding, me, me and a friend were flying to a race and we carried on our helmets. And uh, right before a takeoff, we like looked at each other, pan- like we had planned this out. And we looked at each other really panicked and reached out and grabbed our helmets and put them on like right before the pilot hit the gas. And the person next to us did not find it funny, <laughs> even a little bit. We thought it was pretty funny. Well, um, so James, you uh, you wanted to talk about something that's I think we've done this as it grinds my gears, but it's still grinding your gears. It's still grinding my gears. I just I've just I just want to I just want to put a rule out there. It's a new rule that you shouldn't even have to say, but we're gonna say it. If a correspondence, a planned correspondence between two or more people, would have simply been a phone call in 2019, it should simply be a phone call. In 2021, I get why so Zoom blew specifically up. Specifically, anti-Zoom. Yeah, Zoom, Teams, whatever else is out there, like vi- anti-video chat. Like, if if there was nothing to gain, if it wasn't supposed to be an in-person meeting, and it wouldn't have been a video call for some reason, you know, beforehand, there's no visual element required. We don't need to do this, guys. We don't need to keep sending Zoom invites for stuff. <laughs> Don't need to do, do it. I know where that logic is really flawed. Yes, where? I do. Well, I mean, do you? Why don't you just go back to sending letters then, instead of emails? Well, you can faster. make an argument. Yeah, an email's faster. Like you gain something there. And so you're saying you gain nothing from Zoom? In in certain scenarios, no. Hmm. It just feels like you really just don't want to have to change out of pajamas. That's not that's not a, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> that is a not insignificant part of it. Yeah, what like percentage gym of your phone calls used to be just in bed? It's not it's not in bed or in PJs, but like I go the first thing I do every morning is I go to the gym and you come home and you're in sweaty workout gear and you look like garbage and so like now you feel like you have to get in your team kit and spruce up and look right and whatever whatever and you got to have some background, you got to be in one place in your house where your James, background Why would why would you be not change out of your gym equipment <laughs> as he pans as down soon, to show as us. soon as you get home I, from the gym i want it to be noted it is 3 54 p.m and alex is still in his workout gear from this morning <laughs> spackling dude it's been Spack- it's yes day. it's your spackling shirt yes yeah. no i well, get gotta it have, i don't know man well, you gotta have separate spackle attire everybody knows that everybody knows that yeah i don't know i just i think but so now i'm just like now when you send a zoom uh invitation or whatever there's like buried in all the like if you send somebody like an iCal yeah an iCal invite and it's got this whole it's got the the link for the zoom and this whole list of just garbage and gibberish and characters and random stuff and then somewhere buried in there there's a phone number it's like oh to call in do this 
And so I just call in most times now. Oh, so and, you, you, you intentionally call in on the Zoom meeting? Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a power move. I've had a few well, people do that. That is a... Yeah. <laughs> it's just when, when the initial correspondence was, hey, when can we jump on a call? And then they send a Zoom meeting. It's like, well, you said call. So I don't feel like I'm being... I don't know, here. man. I kind of like it. I kind of like I kind of like doing the zooms. That's because you don't see no, any like, other humans like socializing that have double digit ages most days. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> all right, so not a, not schedule all your zoom meetings with Alex. Alex, who's famously <laughs> very social, will love to be in as many zooms as possible going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't bitch about the zooms. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't love them, but I see the point of it. So I mean, I'm, I'm just surprised James is such a so aggravated by it like i get it it wears it is surprising yeah it's just yeah it's it's, if i just i feel like if we said hey can we jump on a zoom i'd care less but what gets me is when someone says let's jump on a call and then sends through a zoom link i don't know why it shouldn't bother me you're right alex it's not a logical thing but it's just i don't know zooms phasing out will hopefully be a trend in 2021 but something else that caught me off guard to just start I guess it's not starting because it's March, but it feels like we're still just in the beginning of the year. You guys have not been following this whole thing on Twitter with, uh, I think his name's Jensen Carp and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No. What? None of those things make sense to me. That's I do love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love Cinnamon. That's my favorite cereal. Maybe you missed the part where we both talked about how busy we were today, spackling and doing I mean, random it started things. Yesterday. We were not on Twitter. Yesterday. Okay. All right. So All what right. happens with Cinnamon Toast Crunch? So this guy, Jensen Carp, tweets out, I think it was either yesterday or two days ago. Is it carp like a fish? Yeah, which makes it kind of funnier. Uh, Mm. So, um, and then he tags Cinnamon Toast Crunch Squares. Why are there shrimp tails in my cereal? This is not a bit. So he sends out this picture of two shrimp tails in the middle of his Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So get some people's attention because it's kind of a a big deal, right? And and Jensen Carp's like a well-known, he's well-known in the entertainment industry. So it, it picks up and takes off and everybody's making jokes. And then where it really starts to escalate is Cinnamon Toast Crunch responds and they say, oh, that's not that's not shrimp tails. That's an accumulation of sugar and cinnamon. And he's like, no, but it's I mean, it's very clearly not like it's right here. I have it. And then he, So then he starts finding all this other stuff in his box of Cinnamon tr- Toast Crunch stuff that looks like rat feces. So like there's a string around one of the, the shrimp tails. So then the company like is doubling down. Nope, it's nothing. Couldn't happen. And now like this DNA lab has gotten involved. They're like, for free, we will analyze this, these shrimp tails, figure out what type of shrimp they came from and all this. It's turned into this PR nightmare. And then it goes to a whole other level where now people are starting to realize who this guy is. He's randomly married to Topanga from Boy Meets World. And then like, <laughs> like Chance the Rapper tweeted out, yo, what's lost in all this is he gave me $5,000 to film my first music video. And <laughs> so it's just becoming this, this whole thing that's taken over Twitter on, on like just a random guy who's very well known within his industry, finding shrimp tails to now watching this company's social media fully implode because they didn't get out ahead of it. And it's just, it weirdly speaks to the whole power of the internet, but I think it's actually increased cinnamon toast crunch sales. Cause now people are like, buying cinnamon toast crunch to joke about finding other things inside their cereal or somebody made like cinnamon toast crunch shrimp tempura <laughs> and uh <laughs> like, 
Dude, yeah. just the amount of times you've said Cinnamon Toast Crunch and telling that story, I want to go buy some and eat some because it is my <laughs> so, favorite. So, so what? The so only long. thing, the only thing that I can think of is some someone on their lunch break brought shrimps and shrimp cocktails, and like brushed it. It just fell into the the thing that coats everything and the sugar and the cinnamon, right? Well, so now like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is maintaining, they're like, it didn't happen with us. The bag must have been opened later, and it, that must have happened later, which, like, fair. And if they had started with that, maybe I'd believe it. But their first instinct, and I just texted you guys the picture, their first instinct was to claim that this was just an accumulation of cinnamon and sugar. Yeah, that's a weird move, because that's very clearly not the case. Now, <laughs> that said, okay, so... <clears throat> There's a 50-50 chance it's a hoax. There's no proof that it came out of the bag, right? Um, the fact that he then claimed after they tried to deny it that there was string and potentially rat feces in there starts to make it sound even less believable. So, like, this this guy might not be doing his own case that, that much justice. <laughs> the, uh, the company's response, not great, not great, but also, like, you can't prove any of it. So, like... So and, and here's the thing, even if that 100% did come out of the bag, I 10 out of 10 would just throw them aside and still pour, my, pour myself a bowl from that bag. <laughs> I like shrimp. Yeah, like I'm not sure. I have no problem. I'm not sure it. what, I'm not sure what the lab testing, what kind of shrimp it is, is like, going to accomplish. Oh, cool. Like what's. It's, it's a golf shrimp. Great. <laughs> awesome. Now it's we've narrowed it down. Prawn. Cool. Because you can only get that in every Everywhere. city in America. <laughs> right. Good. I yeah, think that, I, um, I think it's just because he's he's pissed off that they tried to tell him that it wasn't. I think he's I pissed off that. No, I think he's pissed off that people started calling him out for punching above his weight and marrying Topanga from Boy Meets World. I haven't even seen this guy, and I know that he out kicked his coverage. Somebody somebody tweeted out a man named Carp married to a woman named Fischl found shrimp tails in a box of cinnamon toast crunch. The cereal was purchased from the Costco on Topanga Canyon Boulevard, and his wife played Topanga in Boy Meets World. Meanwhile, Carp used to be a guest on Pistol Shrimp Podcast. So he just responded, I can't believe this is all factually accurate. <laughs> that has a that lot is, of connections to shrimp. That's a lot of, that's a weird, the, the world is weird, man. Weird stuff happens and there's so, weird connections yeah. everywhere. He tweeted so out I yesterday, don't... I'm happy to report a carcinologist, a crustacean researcher, that works at NHMLA is going to morphologically identify the shrimp using microscopy, and he will work with a team of researchers to use DNA to try and identify the putative shrimp down to species. This is happening. They also are paying for this to be done, which is helpful when a corporation is telling the internet, I actually found wads of sugar. So basically, my shrimp got a scholarship. It seems like a, a very large waste of resources. Uh, well, it's, I mean, for whatever company, I, I assume he listed the name of the company. I think he said it. That's doing the some lab. What is it called? Yeah, NH whatever. Uh, sure. NHMLA. So this is obviously some clever person in their PR department being like, hey, we can just take these shrimp tails, tell them we did some test on it, tell them that it's a golf <laughs> shrimp, and look at all the free press we're going to get as the company that jumped in to save the day and solve the great shrimp riddle of 2021. Well, but like. <laughs> Meanwhile, no one's explaining like, how it got in the bag. Shrimp, what shrimp research fund needs Twitter PR? <laughs> like, what are, no such they, thing as bad PR. <laughs> I just can't imagine they need it. 
like maybe they want it. first of all there can't be that many competing shrimp dna experts right i feel like you don't there's know gotta that. Be three you tops. don't know that <laughs> i i at one point didn't know how big the uh dog show world is there's a lot of people that show dogs it's a very competitive industry you have no idea what the shrimp researchers are all about maybe there's limited grants out there and they're all fighting for the precious dollars and this is the kind of press that they need to submit in their grant application to help them secure the money. Do you think that like <clears throat> shrimp sales are going to also go up as a result of this? I don't believe so. I think yeah, Cinnamon Toast Crunch good. is the real winner on this. Hmm. I, well, that was the other thing. Cause I think I tweeted out like, I really want some Cinnamon Toast Crunch now. <laughs> I, I, I'm so like, I'm salivating at the thought of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'd rather have shrimp right now. If I'm honest. Really? Yeah. I ate shrimp last night. Hmm. I shrimp last night. Interesting. Hmm. Um, well, that is uh, quite a predicament for old General Mills or whoever the hell makes cinnamon. Jensen Carp. Should we see if we can get him on the podcast now? Can we see if Topanga will come on the podcast? Yeah, I'd rather that. And <laughs> we can get to the bottom of this mystery. And did she yeah. or didn't she? I don't trust this guy. I, I need to hear it from her because he's the rat, the rat poo and the string that he lost me on that. He had me up until the. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're saying this is just crystallized cinnamon and sugar? <laughs> Somebody else did tweet out, hey, I hate asking for help on here, but I'm asking you to be on the lookout for several shrimp tails that I have, I'm, seem to have misplaced. I haven't been many places recently. Just the car wash, the post office, cereal factory tour, an ATM visit in a friend's backyard. Please help. <laughs> the internet can be funny sometimes. <laughs> it can also be pretty bad. Okay, actually, here's something for you. I read this the other day, and I'm curious to get your take on it. So I want to make sure I get this right because I read this article, and I want to make sure I get all the pieces proper. So Kylie Jenner posted— Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, posted this thing about a GoFundMe for this guy she knew or girl she knew. I don't actually remember. Makeup a, artist, a right? former makeup artist, Yeah that had had a car accident maybe or had some sort of medical bills. And so she she retweeted this GoFundMe like, hey, I, I know this person. If you feel like helping out, help out. Now, the goal of the original <clears throat> GoFundMe was $10,000. It was up to $6,000 when Kylie found out about it. So Kylie donated $5,000, putting it over its goal, and then, and then figured, well, here, I'll share it with my 222 million followers and maybe someone else will jump in. And I I mean, the time that this article in particular was written, it was over $120,000, whatever. And Kylie was getting absolutely skewered online for not just paying for all this guy's medical bills or this girl. Again, I don't remember if it was who it was, but all this person's medical bills. Now, it was not Kylie's makeup artist. It was a friend of her makeup artist or something like that. But she donated $5,000, put them over their original request for the medical bills and then proceeded to essentially recruit them an extra $110,000 and the internet saying that she's a bad person for not just paying all this person's bills for no reason. What are your See, thoughts on I, I heard about that more tertiarily. Like I heard it was it, the person needed 60,000. I'd, I'd thought that they were closer friends. So I was kind of on the side of like, yeah, she should kick it. I guess I didn't realize it, it was a friend of a friend and she put it over the original goal. Also, I th but no, also no. I don't care how much money you have or who you are or if it's a friend, 
I, you're not obligated to spend $60,000 to help them. You can help them by contributing something. And the biggest power she has is her social media following, which I think she went above and beyond. And it clearly worked. She is not obligated because she's wealthy to just write a check for someone's medical bills. I guess that's right. fair. I guess the, the point that people were making was 60000 for her is nothing. It doesn't matter. She's, Does she's not a matter. billionaire. I don't care. But it's, I, yeah, it's I, that 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 mindset and logic really pisses me off. I think that she she helped in a phenomenal way and contributed some of her own money, but then a lot of her influence, which got them even more money. And a family, the family's like like bent over backwards, grateful, like couldn't thank her enough. But these people on the internet, they just they just want to bitch about something, and they're throwing this girl under the bus. And like, it is not often you will see me jumping on the side of a Kardashian in some kind of like moral argument here. But I actually don't feel like she was in the wrong at all, and I and I do think it's a bit unjustified. Well, this actually brings me up to to another point of, I need sixty thousand dollars. And Alex actually <laughs> just was telling me that he really wanted to give you some money. It had been a while. <laughs> All right. So let's get away from a topic that's going to make me very upset. No, um, I want to I hear Alex upset. Nope. No, you don't. Because I'm going to. Nope. Um, so I'll another controversy. Request, another Alex. another, another uh, internet controversy, since I guess that's the theme of today. Um, NASCAR is bringing back um, their kind of virtual racing thingamabob. And. All of the drivers um, that competed um, in, in in NASCAR, full-time drivers, were invited back to this like all-star invitational or whatever. Um, as well as I think some ex like Austin Cindric, oh. who's the Xfinity champion, and like and this is the uh, the Bristol Dirt one. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Which I mean, sidebar: I cannot wait to watch that race i am super excited to watch like that. the actual yes, the actual the, race the actual yeah bristol Dirt race is going to be yeah, yeah. like can't wait insane yes. but yes so yeah so doing an so iRacing version of this the iRacing version of this all all of those guys were invited plus austin Cindric, xfinity champion but they left out timmy hill who was a full-time cup driver and actually won quite a few of the um iRacing events because he's like a very good sim racer and he tweeted, like, I understand that, like, I'm not in great equipment and that I'm kind of always at the back or whatever, but I am the literally the only full-time guy that was left out, and it stings a bit. And so then everyone got on his side because, obviously, that's not, I saw that's this not, hashtag, like, let Timmy race or something, and I had no idea right, what it was about. This is what it is. So, oh. I mean, talk about, talk about social media accounts and brands not doing themselves any favors for real, really no like apparent reason. Anyways, Austin, um, being the nice guy that he is, and I don't think he likes him racing very much, um, gave up his seat so that Timmy uh, could compete. But regardless, the fact that NASCAR wasn't just like, oh yeah, you're right, and someone still had to give up their seat, it seems it's, very yeah, like, wrong. Why did NASCAR, was there a set limit of seats? I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the full story. Potentially, still doesn't seem right. It doesn't and seem why right, didn't Kylie it... Jenner just buy him a seat? <laughs> because she found two shrimp tails in her makeup bag that day and she was totally discombobulated because timmy didn't have a gofundme quite yet but as soon as he does you can bet that kylie will be contributing well you know what here's the irony is that timmy's got a damn good chance of going out and winning that thing and it's going to be a really cool story if he does so i am now cheering timmy hill on in this uh, invitational race when is that uh tomorrow i believe 
it so thursday it, yes sorry thursday potentially friday okay well no because they'll well i guess no i guess trucks race friday i don't know yeah. either way cup, are they the all doing the dirt race are, yes is trucks xfinity and cup all doing it oh that's awesome we're just throwing out random information, guys. We have no idea if any of this is accurate. We don't know what day yeah, any we of this should, stuff is on. No, we should probably look into I, any of this, but I got to I know, I know, guys. I 100% the cup race is on Sunday. It's at yes, yes. I'm scheduling my entire day around it. And then um, there is the Xfinity race is, I think, 100% happening. Um, well, I know that the truck race is happening because a bunch of the cup guys are doing it to get some practice. Well, there you go. In fact, one of the articles, I think it was the article announcing that Truex was doing it, even used our boy Connor Daly's truck in the picture. Right. So the, so I, I am wrong. So there is no Xfinity race. For, so for those of you that are interested, Xfinity is not doing the dirt race. Cup is, and so is the truck series on Saturday night at 8. And did you, do, did you double check when the iRace is? The iRace, for those that want to cheer on Timmy, Timmy. Um, is going to be on a day <laughs> <laughs> probably gonna end in a y yeah you, know you got google um, you look it up yeah you don't guys. need us for information it's called the internet yeah. use it use it to your um to your best interest Go, you know between know. complaining about billionaires and it's on a day. documenting it's on a shrimp day. i don't really care just do a google search. um let's let's talk about one more topic before we run out of time thank god um <laughs> his spackle is dry he wants to go check on it no, I actually need to go to Lowe's and get more to fix the areas that I messed up. Anyways, um, <laughs> wh- who watched the IndyCar uh, iRace? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. Who who wh- at least knows what happened? I don't care. I know it. what happened. I, I, watched some, uh, I watched some clips online. I did not watch the, the race. I did not watch the whole thing. I did follow along. Um, I was texting with some guys afterwards to see how it went. I did see some clips online. I think I saw a clip of, uh, was it Pelot pushing off uh, well, Scotty, Scotty McLaughlin? Yeah, yeah, in turn two there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know that, that Pelot went on to win over, was Scott second or third? Third. Um, someone else is second. That's how first, second, and third works. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, are you going to watch this week's, Alex? Um, I am going to watch this week's cause it's on a novel and I think it'll yeah. be very interesting. I was watching, I was watching Connor practice last night. Um, the setup that exists in the car is a lot of understeer and traffic. So they've mm-hmm. modeled it very correctly. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'll just, uh, it's I'll Homestead, just right? To, I'll have to tune into that. Yeah. Tim, Tim, what, what is your eye rating? I, I don't think I've actually like done any official races. I've, I just race around with a couple of buddies of mine. Okay. I haven't in a while, but it's fun. I'll start getting on there more. That'll be fun. Yeah, send me a text. <laughs> Alex won't not. join. <laughs> Why? Sure won't. I don't want to get beat by you on that. You, like, I want to race against my friends who are equally as terrible as I am. I don't think you've ever beaten one of your friends either. Uh, I know I've wrecked some. Pe- I mean, I've I've passed <laughs> some people. <laughs> you just didn't. You just didn't wreck when they did and beat them by yeah. finishing the race. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, so iRacing coming up, and then first F1 races this weekend, which is kind of exciting. 
I'm more excited about the Bristol Cup race, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I just yeah, I'm just I'm just happy that F1's going and that we're not far behind. But yes, the Bristol Cup race is going to be more exciting. What are we going to do for that? Let's we should do something. Um, yes, it's at three thirty, so I will be at my house. So come I on can't over. Tell if, I can't tell if that was an invitation or if no. that was just like. <laughs> yeah, no, I will be like at a, my house. A what are you threat? Yeah. That didn't sound very welcoming. I might stay home. No, I was telling you where I'm going to be and at what time. So come on All over. Right. I'll bring some Bud Light and some Papa or John's. He, or, or do we didn't consider maybe he's establishing an alibi. That's wow. That's that's a leap. But OK, rob I mean, a bank. maybe you should come over, watch the cup race. We can record the podcast. Um, I'd go to your house, but the Internet's not good enough. And the TV is <laughs> too small. Um, and yeah, then we can. Uh... <laughs> and everything smells funny. I feel like that's How something big, we've, we've let James get by on for too long. See, I would like to know if that's true. Like, if my house has one of those just funny <laughs> no, house smells. not at all. I would want to know that, so that way I can just litter it with air fresheners and, and um, what are those sticky so here's things? The Diffusers. Thing. Your house, it depends. I feel okay. like this winter, it doesn't smell. Okay. But in, when it warms up, it doesn't smell bad. It okay. just... It just, Does it have an old house smell? I don't even know because that's that's like a negative, like a derogatory. It, there's no bad smell about it. It's just it has a unique scent. That's okay. not like a, a like a. It's not like a perfume. You were gonna say it's not fresh. It's not a no, fresh no, no. scent. No, no, I was gonna say fragrance. So like, ah, okay. it's not. It's yes, not, I see. Okay, it's okay. not like something from a plug in a wall. It's just you walk in there and you're like, oh, you're James. Like I could pick your house smell out, out of a smell. lineup. Interesting, interesting, but not not like a ew, yeah, yeah. Disgusting it's just one. it's not an offensive odor. It just no. has a unique scent. A hundred percent. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm glad it's past, not offensive. The past two times I've been there, I haven't noticed it. So I'm wondering if it's because Tim's a hundred percent right. So I'm wondering if it's like a, is it warms up? It could be. Well, okay. Let's. I'm I'm curious. The, the first eighty degree day that we have here in India, I'm having you over blindfolded, and I want to see you. <laughs> By the way, I was not 100% right. I was well, 100% joking, but yeah, all right. <laughs> no, I assumed you were, but I, that's a genuine thing because no. there are sometimes you go over to people's houses and they, they, have, a, they have a smell. No. Sometimes it's a non-offensive smell. Yes. Sometimes it is a somewhat offensive Kelly smell. Kelly and I have actually discussed it. The, the, our house smell? You've discussed <laughs> yes. our house smell and you've never told me? No, because it's not a bad smell. But still, I just, oh man, I feel like now I want to come smell your house. I just, I haven't been paying attention. Dude, do it. Because when you live, yeah. when you live no. somewhere, like my, my next door neighbor's yeah. house growing up was the exact same thing. Like, I don't know if it was their laundry detergent. It could have been something as simple as that. Like a cleaning walked, product in the house. Product, or like, you yeah, walked yeah. in that home and it was like, I'm at the Springs house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's sometimes funny is if we've been gone for a long time, if we've been on the road for like two weeks or up in Canada or something, that first moment you walk in the door, I think I sometimes, I know what you're talking about. There is like a, oh, it smells like home. And then like in 10 minutes, you don't smell it anymore because you're in it. But It's like how they tell you if you want to smell what your own breath smells like, you're supposed to lick your palm and then give it eight seconds, then smell it. Was that before or after COVID? I was going to say. That was definitely (laughs) pre-COVID. So, like, lick your hand? You can't just lick, like, like your forearm? Lick lick here, like your wrist or something. Your wrist? And then you wait eight seconds. So this doesn't, that doesn't work? No, because you're you're breathing out and coming right back in like your nose is used to it. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Smells like Maltesers. (laughs) It smells like my skin. 
Well, you probably have, you know, very neutral breath, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't really smell different. It smells like Altoids, so. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love Altoids. This is a totally normal conversation on this podcast. This has been fun. Um, thank you for those that have listened. Um, for those of you that will never listen again, that's totally fine as well. Thank yeah, we you get for stopping by. Um, tell your friends, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Tim. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.